And this is the very first adventure episode of the Bees for Being podcast. And I have to say, I feel a bit silly riding around talking to myself, but at the same time, this is pretty fun. <laughs> so welcome to this bicycle ride to the lighthouse on Rotnest. Well, one of them. I think there's three or four different lighthouses on this island. And I'll be your tour guide for this this wonderful day. No, not actually, but um, what I'd like to talk about today is all about how we feel when we think about making mistakes or messing up and how we can be so afraid of making mistakes that we stay at home and we don't take the action that we want to, that we need to in order to get to where we want to go in life, to connect with the people that we would like to, to create the things we would like to and share it with others. All of this requires action. And if we're disabled from the fear of making a mistake, you know, if we're so paralyzed by the thought that, yeah, hey, I want to do this, but what if I mess it up? Then we can't go ahead and take the action necessary to get to where we want to go. So that's what I'd like to talk about today. So welcome. like to take a look at some of the things that are operating behind this fear of making a mistake and being crippled by by this thought this this thought of us messing up because it's not actually the mistake that we are afraid of making we're afraid of what happens after we've messed up we're afraid of what the consequences will mean for our own sense of value and worthiness. So I'd just like to explore some of the ways we can look at that and discover our own value internally and begin to step out more and more without being bogged down by this fear of, of uh, losing value, losing our sense of worthiness or goodness because we make a mistake. So maybe I should start by taking a look at how we can mess up, how we can make mistakes, just to establish, you know, some of the ways we can, we can mess things up. Um, well, what is a mistake, basically? It's when we get something wrong or say something that isn't true. Maybe we know it's not true or maybe, maybe we don't know it's true and we say it as if it is true. So there's factual mistakes we can make, there's mistakes we can make with our actions but we're not afraid of the, making the mistake itself if I said hey guys 2 plus 2 is 5 and you're like Ben no it's 4 2 plus 2 is 4 Ben and I'm like oh crap you know I think you're right 
But what makes mistakes such a big deal? What, what makes us so afraid of, of making them? And what keeps us from taking action on the things we want to do is when we see that, when we hold the belief that if we get something wrong, it's a reflection of our own self-worth and our own value. That's when things get a lot harder. That's, that's when we don't do things because we're like, well, it's safer to uh, not even try than to make that mistake and feel completely useless. So this is, this is uh, tying right back into episode 13 on uh, I'm not good enough and I need to be better. This is, this is the belief that underlies this, this fear of making a mistake. It's impossible for us not to mess up. We, messing up, making mistakes is a part of, of life. Like, we can't go through life and not make a single mistake. That's impossible. We don't grow, we don't learn uh, through perfection. We go through uh, hitting little walls and stumbling blocks so we know, oh, hey, there's that block there, or hey, I put that block there and I forgot about it. Um, And once we become aware of it, then we can remove the block and uh, continue on more freely and not stumble over it next time. Oof. Windy. So we think that there is this value that can change depending on if we succeed or not. We grow up being taught that our value comes from other people. Our value is determined by how much others like us or not. That's why it's such a big deal to make a mistake. When we think our value is determined by what other people think of us, obviously it becomes a big deal to mess something up because messing something up then equals worthless, stupid, no good flawed, inadequate, broken, all of these things. And it's a deep sense of this faultiness because we've become so used to, we've become so used to thinking of ourselves, uh, our worth as determined by these things. We forget that well, we just forget that that was, has not been our natural, that is not the natural uh, baseline state. That's sort of like a, an artificial addition to how things actually are. Ah, oh, there's some quackers. The little rat guys I was talking about. They're just in the shade and 
It's like they're having a little bit of a, a bit of lunch, eating some sticks or something. Mmm, sticks. Yeah, there's two of them just sort of grazing in the shade. They're really incredibly tame. They don't, uh, oh, there's a third one. It's like a little baby. And he's hopping over. Hello. Oh, okay. It's just two more. So now there's five. G'day. When they stand up, they have these tiny hands that just like hang there like a mini fairy T-Rex. All right, let's get out of here. Quokkas are starting to give me the creeps. No, I'm just joking. It's pretty hard for a tiny fairy thing to give you the creeps. All right, I've just found this little walkway between two bushes and it leads to this grove of trees. I'm sure you can hear them now. Blowing in the wind. It's beautiful. This is not a footpath, this is like a natural path that's just here and uh, I think I've found my my place where I'm going to record the rest of this episode before I hit the lighthouse. Awesome. And there's like a little water pump right at the end. That's just a hill that goes over. I can't see what's over the hill. Just blue sky. There's trees all above me now and this is a perfect place to, uh, to continue this episode. I just want to use the fear of doing a podcast that's unconventional. You know, when people hear podcasts, they think, oh, this American life. They think uh, of all the highly polished, well-produced podcasts. Ultimately, I'm afraid of people turning away from me because I've produced something that is weird or too silly or doesn't make sense. And I'm afraid of that because if they turn away from me, if they, if they say, you know what, I'm out of here, it's just ridiculous, the podcast you're making, Ben, I'm out of here, then I take that as a reflection of my own value, my personal value. And it's no wonder why I feel so stuck sometimes. But as soon as we switch our perspective, as soon as we change where we derive our value from, suddenly doing something unconventional or, doing, or me making a mistake or messing up in some way is just, just doesn't mean as much anymore. Um, but as long as we look for a sense of validation outside of ourselves uh, in other people's opinions of us, how good or bad we do at school or how many Facebook followers we have. Facebook followers? I guess it's fake Facebook likes <laughs> or YouTube views we have or Twitter followers we have, you know, these are all external forms of validation. And these can, these, these things do feel nice. I mean, to receive validation from others. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but when we start looking at these 
external sources of validation as the primary um, way that we that we derive our sense of value from that's when we uh, begin to create this little trap for ourselves because suddenly we're caught in the fact that we will do things and we won't do things according to what is going to keep that validation coming to us and one really effective way of breaking out of this cycle of external validation is to become aware of what's the worst thing that's, that could happen here what's the worst consequence that could happen if I mess up in this situation you know if I'm if I'm giving a presentation in front of a classroom and I'm I'm just afraid of messing up um, the worst thing that's going to happen if I mess up is people are like, oh, he messed up, he messed up just then. Um, they're not going to, you know, get out of their seats and start throwing their chairs at me. And if they did, I mean, I, I think I can pretty clearly say that uh, they're overreacting. So the worst that's going to happen is, is uh, people are going to sort of like, oh, he's, you know, he's a bit stuck right now. And that's the actual consequence of me messing up while I give a presentation, while I give a talk. So there's a few ways we can start to break this dynamic down to understand it better and, and see how it's uh, keeping us really nice and stuck. When we become aware of all the parts that make us up, our body, our thoughts, our emotions, and ask ourselves, in which part do I hold my sense of value? In which part of my body or my mind, where is this sense of value that can go up and down depending on if I fail or succeed? Where is this sense of value? And the reality is it doesn't exist in any one part of us. There is no core, central core, uh, like value pool inside us that gets drained or increases every time we get something right or wrong. That simply doesn't exist. But it feels like it exists only because we seek validation from external sources that we seek, you know, and when we do that, we're setting ourselves up to feel not good enough. Who we are fundamentally cannot be affected by, by anything that occurs inside or outside us. It's just a consistent stream of, of life energy. You know, how can I'm sitting under these trees and I'm looking around and for me to say that tree is better than that one because it's got straighter branches and it's, it's taller. Like, sure, I can say that, but fundamentally, that's not true. How could that ever be true? It's a tree, and there's another completely unique tree next to it. Only by comparing them, I begin to place value judgments on them. And through those value judgments, I decide that's the better tree because of this, this, and this. Basically, knowing that our innermost our innermost value is unalterable by anything regardless of whether you feel it's your sense of worth has gone up or down depending on 
a mistake you've made or not. If you feel like, feel less worthy, then you will feel less worthy. But know that that feeling in itself doesn't affect this baseline natural state of being which knows no value, knows no comparison with any other individual. Just as these trees are all unique formations of life, the same goes for us. And we can feel crappy by comparing ourselves to, to what others are doing and how others are succeeding, but in actuality, when we step out of those comparisons, there's no value to be lost or gained. And once we know that, not just know it intellectually, once we really feel that and, and experience it for ourselves, then suddenly mistakes are like these insignificant things we can begin to accept like, oh, mistakes, yeah, bring them on, like whatever, because you know you have a, a, a grounded foundation in the fact that your value doesn't go up or down. And I think nature is a great teacher of that. There's no comparison in nature. And that's really what I want to get across today is that no matter how bad we mess up, no matter what we do, we will always be okay. So my intention today was just to look a bit deeper at why it feels so hard to take action to create something and share it with others, to go out and connect with people we would like to connect with. What makes this so hard is because we place a sense of our value, of our worthiness, of our worthfulness in these interactions, in these external interactions. And by looking to these interactions as a reflection of our goodness or our ungoodness, we set ourselves up to feel that making a mistake is a really big deal. There's nothing wrong with getting validation from other people, but it's only when it becomes the predominant source of validation that, that we can become stuck out of fear of losing that validation. This has been the first adventure episode, so I guess I have been a little distracted by being outside and sort of seeing everything like I've never been in this place in this grove of trees ever before in my life and I have to remember all of the things I've written down that I wanted to say today so yeah hopefully everything made sense iTunes amazing place to go if you want to leave me a review let me know how it's going positive review negative review everything helps make this podcast a, a, a better thing oh yeah and uh, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, if you've come, if you've stumbled upon it through iTunes, just so you know that every week I also write up the show notes so people can access uh, the information I talk about however they'd like to. It's just another way that, that people can uh, experience the content. Hey, let me know what you think of this episode. Get onto the uh, contact page on the website or uh, on, on, on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and just let me know what you thought of this. Maybe you have some ideas on how I can improve it or what you'd like to hear me talk about or where you'd like me to do the next adventure episode. This is a lot of fun. These for being brought to you by Rottenest Island and the trees. 
and don't forget the quackers. Gotta get those quacker pats in. Hey.